Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. ...investigation from going forward. In addition this morning... Prince George's County's curfew goes into a second weekend. I'm Annalisa Gale. On the road in the district, you'll want to keep an eye out for lower speed limits along some roads. I'm Melissa Howell. WTOP News Time, 1 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Mayor Rubin in New York. The government is asking an appeals court to allow them to review documents taken from former President Trump's Florida home. CBS's Scott McFarlane has the latest. The Department of Justice is asking the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals to restore its access to some of the records seized August 8th from Mar-a-Lago. In their filing, they argue the government and the public will be irreparably harmed without that access restored. And they say the records bearing classification markings are not subject to any plausible claim of privilege. Investigators uncover evidence of war crimes in northeastern Ukraine. Deborah Pata is there. We're here in Izium where a grim discovery has been made. Dozens upon dozens of bodies, people buried in shallow graves, some of them killed by Russian artillery. Others have been executed. The war crimes prosecutors have arrived. They will now go through and begin this terrible task of identifying and exhuming all the bodies here in this huge forest area where it seems Russians used as a mass dump ground for those killed over more than six months of occupation. India's Prime Minister told President Putin Friday this is not the time for war and Putin responded with Russia was doing everything it could to end the conflict. The migrants flown to Martha's Vineyard by Florida's governor have been taken to Joint Base Cape Cod. WBZ's Beth Gerano reports. The governor of Massachusetts says 125 members of the National Guard will help with the relief effort on Cape Cod, where migrants will be given food, clothing, and medical care. Volunteers and residents stepped up to help the migrants on the vineyard, many of whom told translators they made the journey for a better life. Behind, I left half of me, more than half of me, because he left his son and his family. Civil rights attorneys tell CBS News the migrants were misled about where they were headed and promised work. In London, people are still waiting in line to say goodbye to the Queen. The line is now around five miles long. The waits are around 20 hours, yet people keep showing up. We're tough. We're not worried We're about not it. Worried. We're going to manage. For a few hours, officials closed off the line to newcomers. No problem. People formed a line to join the line. Cue to get into Absolutely. the queue. Nothing can stop um, yes, the flow of people. Yeah. We're still smiling. Late in the day, the Queen's four children, including the King, all dressed in military uniforms form stood in silent vigil around their mother's coffin. Steve Futterman, CBS News, London. When should you get the latest COVID booster shot? The Biden administration says before Halloween. And to optimize your protection ahead of the winter, they say the sooner the better. This is CBS News. 75 years, University of Maryland Global Campus has given working adults like you the opportunity to build your next success. Choose from more than 125 degree and certificate programs in career-relevant fields like business, healthcare, data analytics, cybersecurity, and more. Plus, we offer 100% online and hybrid courses and lifetime career services. Undergraduate and most graduate courses start September 21st. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by CHEV. WTOP News Time, now 103. 
Good Saturday morning. We've made it to the weekend, everybody. September 17th, 2022. Clear, cool this overnight early morning. Low in the mid-50s to mid-60s by daybreak. We're at 69 in our nation's capital now. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your weekend morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we head into this Saturday together. Breaking news on WTOP. LGBTQ rights are being rolled back a lot locally in Virginia. Transgender students must take part in athletic programs and use school facilities based on the sex they were born with. This under new model policies for schools from the Glenn Youngkin administration. A document out just late last night also says schools must require parents to turn over legal documents before a student can change their name or gender. Teachers cannot be forced to refer to transgender students by their names and genders. The guidelines also say schools cannot tell teachers to hide information about a student from a parent. That means teachers could be forced to out transgender kids to their parents. The State Board of Education on this will not have to vote to adopt the policies. Legal challenges are expected here. On another front, in a 4-3 vote, the Spotsylvania County School Board has decided now to move forward with an offer to Superintendent nominee Mark Taylor. He will be offered almost $250,000 a year for the role. Taylor has no experience in public education and has been under scrutiny for racial social media posts. School Board member Nicole Cole voted against Taylor's nomination. She said that he is not qualified to serve as superintendent during the board meeting last night. There's an offer of $245,000 for someone who meets, who, who, who meets um, not even half of the job qualifications. The Virginia Board of Education voting to grant a superintendent's license to Taylor on Thursday this week. Spotsylvania County Sheriff's deputies will no longer provide security at those school board meetings. Our news partners at NBC4 report this morning that it's related to the controversy over Mark Taylor. Sheriff Roger Harris says that school board chair Kirk Twig is interfering with the First Amendment right of residents to speak their minds on the issue, and he's using the deputies to do it. For instance, on Monday night this week, Twig ordered deputies to remove a woman who was speaking at the podium. It's 106 on WTOP Saturday morning. Locally, is Prince George's County's curfew program working? That is the question on everyone's minds right now. I just want to say thank you so much to all of the parents who jumped in right with us. Prince George's County leaders are expressing their gratitude for parents as they entered their second weekend with a curfew for teens 16 and under. Since starting their curfew, they say they've had one teen out after the time allowed. The 16-year-old who was in a car with a man carrying a weapon was taken home her parents then received a warning. And the second interaction is the one I love. We actually received a call where a mother was there with her son and she was trying to enforce the, the curfew. The county is also stepping up park and recreation hours and crime hotspots this week in at least eight centers. Annalisa Gale, WTOP News. Word that carjackings have been on the rise around D.C. and the victims of one carjacking recently got a rude surprise from D.C.'s Department of Motor Vehicles. They were asked to pay up to 600 bucks in speeding tickets for that carjacker's joyride. Robert Mann's wife was carjacked at an Alexandria gas station back in January, and the car was driven into the district. He tells NBC4 that his wife is still too scared to talk about the incident. She felt violated. She was nearly in tears and shock, of course. Fortunately, she was unharmed. Shortly after it all happened, the couple were able to track the car with GPS as it made its way to D.C. I was optimistic that we're going to recover the car. But that never happened. 
By the time police responded, man's car was gone, the GPS tracker disabled. They got the bill for the speeding tickets a few weeks later, and despite the fact that the man's sent in copies of a letter from Alexandria police proving they were not driving the vehicle at the time that happened, D.C. refused to void them. But there is a happy ending here. After NBC4 reached out to D.C.'s DMV, a spokesperson said both tickets have since been dismissed. 107 on WTOP traffic and weather on the way. Try a new way to travel on Car Free Day. Use transit, ride share, bike, walk, scooter, or telework on Thursday, September 22nd. Take the free pledge at carfreemetrodc.org for special promotions and a free raffle entry for a chance to win great prizes. Even if you're already car free or car light, take the free pledge today and commute with confidence. Visit carfreemetrodc.org. That's car free. MetroDC.org. From Washington to Kyiv, updates on Russia's invasion of Ukraine, 24-7-365, 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Very latest in just moments this 1 a.m. hour on WTOP. 108, here's Ian Crawford. Right back to the Capitol Beltway. Got new crash activity being talked about in Maryland. It's said to be on the interloop near I-95. So coming through College Park with caution as the first responders go looking for the crash. Nothing sighted so far. Continuing on the Beltway as we transition from Maryland into Virginia, right after you get into the Commonwealth, the outer loop disabled vehicle just after the American Legion Bridge blocking a left lane at last report. Immediately after that, you're into the work zone heading toward Route, uh, toward, uh, route 193 Georgetown Pike. Two right lanes getting by there. Outer loop ramp to go west on 66, exit 49. Normally a two-lane ramp tonight, just left lane only to get by. And then once you're on to 66 westbound, it is lots of flashing lights and follow the air very carefully. No serious delays getting through the work zone, but once you're into the work zone, ultimately you'll be down to a single left lane as you pass Nutley Street heading toward 123 to get past the ongoing work. In the district, callers finding crash activity on the freeway. Eastbound I-395, the southwest freeway near the ramp for the Third Street Tunnel. Should be over on the right side. One caller telling us the ramp for the Third Street Tunnel is blocked by the crash activity and responders now making the scene. The, east, the westbound freeway not affected as you make your way toward the 14th Street Bridge. Our earlier crash in Ivy City, north on uh, outbound New York Avenue, northeast near Kendall Street, northeast, I believe, out of the roadway. You should have all your travel lanes reopened. This, tra this traffic report, that's what this is, this traffic report sponsored by Burke and Herbert Bank. Local knowledge, local decisions. For commercial banking, it's better at Burke and Herbert Bank at your service since 1852. I'm Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Tracking a lot more sunshine over the next couple of days. We've seen nothing but except for some wildfire smoke the last few days and we'll see that again over the weekend which should make for some nice sunsets but for high temperature on your saturday of around 84 degrees sunday going for a high of 87 as we make our way into the day on monday feeling a lot more like summer with a high close to 90 and right now tuesday looking for a high temperature of 87 degrees some really nice weather as we make our way through the weekend i'm storm team four chief meteorologist doug cameron 58 degrees fort belvoir 68 foggy bottom 68 as well this morning am our saturday morning september September 17th in Silver Spring. We're down to 63 now in our nation's capital. This one, EMR Check, first one brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 
the latest of the war between Ukraine and Russia coming next on WTOP. Do stay with us. The D.C. Sports Huddle is part of the Associated Press award-winning WTOP Sports Department. Winners of the Chesapeake AP Award for outstanding year-round local sports. Dave Johnson, George Wallace, Dave Preston, and Rob Woodford bring you exclusive takes on every D.C. team. Listen to the Huddle Podcast on the Podcast D.C. app or wherever you get your podcasts. Watch the discussion on the WTOP News YouTube channel and read the weekly email newsletter sponsored by MGM National Harbor. It's time to change the game at BetMGM. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. kids.org. Your car, running or not, can be picked up as soon as the next day. No title, no problem. Go to carsforkids.org today. 1877 cars for kids. Donate your car today. Now accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. You're listening to WTOP News. It's Saturday morning, September 17th. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. Thanks for spending the early part of it with us at WTOP, where the time this morning is now 112. Now to Ukraine Saturday morning after the latest embarrassment for Russia's government and military in Ukraine. Many intelligence officials around the world are watching for signs of some kind of retaliation here. WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green sat down this week with six leaders from U.S. intelligence to discuss where the war is. They were looking for an occupation. George Barnes, deputy director of the National Security Agency, says Russia expected to own Ukraine. That colored their calculus with respect to the level of destruction because they, ex- they expected to actually roll in and operate. Barnes and the directors and deputies of the nation's other top intelligence agencies discussed the war at INSA's Intelligence and National Security Summit. The question now is... When and how will Russia strike back after losing millions of dollars in weapons and many troops simply deserting, thousands being killed in eastern Ukraine, and once again being embarrassed on the world stage? The answer at this point, according to those leaders, is that we will have to wait and see, because perhaps Russia doesn't even know itself yet. J.J., in Ukraine, more evidence of war crimes gets discovered seemingly by the day. This time, dozens, if not hundreds, of bodies are being found in shallow graves near the city of Izium. What specifically makes these deaths undoubtedly war crimes? Well, Sean, the victims all appeared to die a violent death. Whether it was executions by guns or artillery fire, there are many examples of people's hands being bound behind them, their feet. They're extreme examples, and I hate to say this, but I should warn you, it gets a little graphic here, but in situations where people's limbs were separated from their bodies. It's really, really clear that torture was going on. In fact, there appears to be at least some anecdotal evidence that there was so-called torture centers in Izium, and a number of different ways and methods of torture were practiced. The UN Human Rights Office is planning to send a team there to investigate all of this. With the latest of the war between Ukraine and Russia, that's WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green and a conversation with Hillary and Sean. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. That's the third time you put an offer on a house you wanted and the third time you lost to a cash buyer. Cash buyers win in this market. Of course, you could go through the time and hassle of selling your home and then looking for a temporary place to live or... 
you could simply go to Orchard.com. Orchard's Move First program turns you into a preferred cash buyer without needing to sell your home first. See how easy it is. Visit Orchard.com. That's Orchard.com. We'll never miss a moment. WTOP News, 103.5 FM. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. It's Saturday morning, September 17th, 2022. 1.15 sports times. It is indeed, and here's Frank. Nationals come back from four-zip down to knock off the Marlins 5-4 at Nats Park to snap a five-game losing skid, and it was win number 50 on this season for the Nationals. Yeah, they've got 94 losses, but this one was a good victory as it came from the depths of uh, losing again. Found a way, four runs in the seventh. Joey Manessis and inside the park homer. C.J. Abrams with a triple to score two, and then they got another run in the eighth, and they hold on for the 5-4 victory over the Marlins. Same two on Saturday afternoon back at Nationals Park. Orioles were losers at Toronto, 6-3. to three. NFL commanders will head to Detroit on Saturday as they line up to face the Lions on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. Commanders want to know Detroit is 0-1, fell short against Philadelphia 38-35 last week, and despite all of the recent struggles for Detroit, not saying the commanders haven't either, but Detroit is favored by one and a half. First time they've been favored in 25 games. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert has a fracture to his rib cartilage. Happened in the loss on Thursday night at Kansas City. The team says for now he's considered as day-to-day. Again, Nats come back and beat the Marlins 5-4. Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. Thanks, Frankie. As always, WTOP Saturday morning at one seventeen. Among the top stories we're following for you this weekend morning, the Department of Justice trying to block parts of a federal judge's ruling that stopped its ongoing investigation into documents seized at former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence. This coming a day after the U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon appointed Judge Raymond Deary to serve as the formal special master and review the evidence seized at Trump's Florida residence last month. The ongoing relocation of migrants this week by Republican governors could lead to a legal fight. Politico is reporting that California Governor Gavin Newsom, along with leaders in Florida and Massachusetts, are apparently urging the Justice Department to investigate Ron DeSantis. And Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker says that his office is also examining the legality of busing migrants like this into his state from Texas. And Virginia will now require the transgender students using the bathroom of the sex they were assigned at birth and direct educators to notify parents of student gender transitions. These new rules were outlined in a document released by the Virginia Department of Education just late last night. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Saturday morning, September 17th, where the time now is 118. Good morning. Traffic and weather on the eights and when it breaks. Good morning, of course, to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. We'll start in the district on the freeway eastbound near the 3rd Street Tunnel. Crash activity over on the right side. The ramp to the 3rd Street Tunnel northbound may be blocked by all of this. The earlier issue we had in Ivy City outbound on New York Avenue northeast or Kendall Avenue, that is now a thing of the past. They may have found this crash they were looking for in Maryland on the inner loop of the Beltway near Route 1 College Park or closer maybe to I-95. Issue is I haven't heard where, what they have found, but it sounds like they found something in the roadway with caution as you make your way 
past College Park heading towards Silver Spring. On the rest of the Maryland Beltway, fairly quiet. 95 and the BW Parkway issue free. Earlier issues on 270 now resolved. 50 across the Bay Bridge. It is two-way traffic on the westbound span. And there was work afoot westbound on 50 between the Bay Bridge and Annapolis near Cape St. Clair Road. The right lane was blocked and the ramps at exit 28 for Baydale Drive. They were shut down. Now we get into Virginia. That's where the action is, friends. On the outer loop, we had one stopped in the roadway just after the American Legion Bridge over on the left side. And then right after that, the barrels pick up for the work zone near Georgetown Pike. Exit 44, two to the right. We'll get by there with little or no fuss. Then we get toward I-66 and the, the work zone. On the outer loop, ramp to go west on 66, single left past the work zone into the bigger work zone on 66 westbound, essentially from just outside of Falls Church all the way to almost to Fair Oaks now with at least one left lane getting you by all of the festivities. The overhead work has not materialized, and so we're keeping our fingers crossed that it won't because it should have done something by now, but we can't rule it out completely. We are still look, keeping an eye out for stoppages in traffic overnight. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking a beautiful weekend, although it's definitely got to feel a little bit warmer and a lot more like summer here over the next few days. Starting off your Saturday morning on a very nice note. Not quite as cool as our Friday, but still quite nice. Look for a high temperature in the low 80s on Saturday. Sunday, a high temperature of 87 degrees as we make our way to the day on Monday. We'll for a high in the upper 80s to around 90, so the heat moving back in. And on Tuesday, a high temperature once again around 87, that meaning summer doesn't want to end anytime soon. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Hammer. We're at 68 degrees in Annapolis, 57 buoy. It is 61 degrees this morning of our Saturday morning, September 17th. In Leesburg, we are now at 65 degrees in our nation's capital. This check brought to you by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber, shifting gears, checking stuff for you to watch this weekend. That's next Saturday morning on WTOP. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Richard McKenzie, owner of Metropolitan Bath & Tile. At Metropolitan Bath & Tile, we only do bathrooms, nothing else. We have four beautiful showrooms for your convenience. We never use subcontractors because all work is done by our own employees. We guarantee our prices against any qualified contractor, and we have the best warranty in the business. Call us at 1-800-NEW-BATH or online at metrobath.com. Bathroom remodeling, it's what we do. It's all we do. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Here's Sherman Moore with Sandy Spring Bank's private client group on building and protecting wealth. Let's talk about peace of mind. Through trust services, including estate, financial, and tax planning, you can set up a trust now to reduce the burden for your loved ones in the future. Also, consider a special needs trust to provide for a loved one's care or charitable trusts for your community. For more information, visit sandyspringbank.com slash PCG. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed to may lose value. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. This is WTOP News. WTOP News time now 123. There's no business. 
Breaking stuff for you to watch this weekend. A fierce army of woman warriors fighting to protect their West African kingdom. And the woman leading them into battle here is a force of nature herself, played by Viola Davis. I offer you a choice. Fight or we die. He's called The Woman King, and Washington Post film critic Anne Hornaday seems to really like this one. This is a movie that she produced. It is very much centered on her character, who's based. She's a general of the all-female Agoji army, which existed in the kingdom of Dahomey, which is now present-day Benin. But this takes place in the early 19th century. It's a fictional story set in a real-life kingdom. She is the leader of what were called at the time the Dahomey Amazons. These are these fierce women warriors who were defending their kingdom against both internal and external threats. And she commands the screen like no other, and she is so perfectly suited to the role of a commander. The filmmaker, Gina Prince-Bythewood, has really, you know, delivered, I think, a classic sort of swords and sandals drama like we love from the likes of Braveheart and Gladiator. I mean, I think people who enjoy that kind of filmmaking will really enjoy just the visceral action and adventure of this movie. And then you get this very kind of human scale story involving Viola Davis's character and the other women around her to which she just brings this wellspring of authentic emotion that just I caught myself really being moved in between the kind of more blood and guts fight sequence. Now, I will say this is rated PG-13, so there really isn't a lot of blood. There's violence, but it's sort of stylized. And I really think for certain families, this would qualify as a really terrific sort of family entertainment. It's almost like one notch more mature than a Disney film, if you know what I mean. Checking stuff for you to watch this weekend, Washington Post film critic Anne Hornaday. On Skype with Hillary and Sean, you are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Time now is 125 Money News. We bring you each half hour at 25 and 55. Jeff Claybaugh here this early Saturday morning to wrap your business week. The Dow ended Friday's session down 139 points. It lost four and a quarter percent for the week. The University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Survey showed improvement with lower expectations for inflation. The British pound hit its lowest level against the dollar since 1985 Friday at $1.14. Holiday spending is forecast to be up 7.5% this year, but... Exclude the effects of inflation and the gain from last year, maybe as little as 1%. Jeff Glabel, WTOP News. Everyone deserves the opportunity for a meaningful career. But people with disabilities are often underemployed, underpaid, and overlooked for employment. So how can we create a fully inclusive world? One that empowers people with disabilities to live, work, and thrive in our communities. For the past 60 years, Melwood has been fighting for more equitable employment in the disability space. We're not done yet and would love for you to join us. Help us make a difference in the lives of people with disabilities in our community. Your generous support can provide a chance for professional development, access to training, and financial independence. Join us as we break down barriers, dismantle stereotypes, and reimagine the workforce of the future. We've accomplished so much over the past 60 years, but together we can achieve even more. For more information about how you can create a more inclusive world for people with disabilities, visit melwood.org forward slash donate. WTOP at 